Hey guys, my name is Emma Mack, and you are listening to the Getting to Know God podcast. For those who don't know me, I am 25 years old and I live in Texas. I'm not a pastor, I'm not a speaker, I'm just sharing my journey in getting to know God and hoping to lead others to do the same. So that is where my heart is, and I hope you will take this ride with me. Guys, this week's scripture is insane. I was so captivated by all the small details and intense information that this section gives us. I'm going to try my best to summarize what happens after each chapter and to recap and explain the different judgments. So let's just jump right in. First, we will start in Revelation 8. When the Lamb broke the seventh seal on the scroll, there was silence throughout heaven for about half an hour. I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and they were given seven trumpets. Then another angel with a gold incense burner came and stood at the altar, and a great amount of incense was given to him to mix with the prayers of God's people as an offering on the gold altar before the throne. The smoke of the incense mixed with the prayers of God's holy people ascended up to God from the altar where the angel had poured them out. Then the angel filled the incense burner with fire from the altar and threw it down upon the earth. And thunder crashed, lightning flashed, and there was a terrible earthquake. Then the seven angels with the seven trumpets prepared to blow their mighty blasts. The first angel blew his trumpet, and hail and fire mixed with blood were thrown down on the earth. One-third of the earth was set on fire, one-third of the trees were burned, and all of the green grass was burned. Then the second angel blew his trumpet, and a great mountain of fire was thrown into the sea. One-third of the water in the sea became blood. One-third of all living things in the sea died, and one-third of all the ships on the sea were destroyed. The third angel blew his trumpet, and a great star fell from the sky, burning like a torch. It fell on one-third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star was Bitterness. It made one-third of the water bitter, and many people died from drinking the bitter water. Then the fourth angel blew his trumpet, and one-third of the sun was struck, and one-third of the moon, and one-third of the stars, and they became dark. And one-third of the day was dark, and also one-third of the night. Then I looked, and I heard a single eagle crying loudly as it flew through the air, Terror, terror, terror to all who belong to this world because of what will happen when the last three angels blow their trumpets. So as the chapter begins, this is where the Lamb breaks the seventh seal. In the second verse, there are seven angels who are given seven trumpets. In the first two verses, we already see the number seven three times. These angels with trumpets are judgments. And just like the judgments from the seals of the scroll, the seventh trumpet will announce the seven bold judgments. This is a little bit confusing, but I'll try my best to explain it. So chapter eight talks about the first four trumpets. The first trumpet causes hail and fire mixed with blood to be thrown down to earth. This causes one-third of the earth to be set on fire, which includes one-third of the trees to be burned and all the green grass. The second trumpet causes fire to be thrown into the sea. One-third of the sea became blood, as well as killing one-third of the marine life and destroying one-third of the ships. The third trumpet causes a star to fall from the sky. And because of science, we all know that that means a huge ball of fire is falling towards the earth. This one fell on one-third of the rivers and springs, making their water bitter. People who drank the water became sick and or died. And the last trumpet in chapter 8 causes one-third of the sun, moon, and stars to be struck and become dark, which means that one-third of the day and the night are now dark. 
Lastly, John spotted an eagle flying through the air, saying, Terror, terror, terror to all who belong to this world because of what will happen when the last three angels blow their trumpets. Although both non-believers and believers will experience these first trumpets, the eagle is warning non-believers of what is in store for them. So next is Revelation 9. Then the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star that had fallen to earth from the sky, and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. When he opened it, smoke poured out as though from a huge furnace, and the sunlight and air turned dark from the smoke. Then locusts came from the smoke and descended on the earth, and they were given power to sting like scorpions. They were told not to harm the grass, the plants, or the trees, but only the people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were told not to kill them, but to torture them for five months, with pain like the pain of a scorpion sting. In those days, people will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. The locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. They had what looked like gold crowns on their heads, and their faces looked like human faces. They had hair like women's hair and teeth like the teeth of a lion. They wore armor made of iron, and their wings roared like an army of chariots rushing into battle. They had tails that stung like scorpions, and for five months they had the power to torment people. Their king is the angel from the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek, Apollon, the destroyer. The first terror is past, but look, two more terrors are coming. Then the sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice speaking from the four horns of the gold altar that stands in the presence of God. And the voice said to the sixth angel who held the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great Euphrates River. Then the four angels who had been prepared for this hour and day and month and year were turned loose to kill one-third of all the people on earth. I heard the size of their army, which was two hundred million mounted troops. And in my vision I saw the horses and the riders sitting on them. The riders wore armor that was fiery red and dark blue and yellow. The horses had heads like lions, and fire and smoke and burning sulfur billowed from their mouths. One-third of all the people on earth were killed by these three plagues, by fire and smoke and burning sulfur that came from the mouths of the horses. Their power was in their mouths and in their tails, for their tails had heads like snake with the power to injure people. But the people who did not die in these plagues still refused to repent of their evil deeds and turn to God. They continued to worship demons and idols made of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that can neither see nor hear nor walk, and they did not repent of their murders or their witchcraft or their sexual immorality or their thefts. So this chapter begins at a hundred miles an hour. The fifth trumpet causes another star to fall from the sky. The star's identity is unknown. It could be Satan, a fallen angel, Christ, or a good angel. The star was given the key to the bottomless pit, a.k.a. hell, and when it was opened, the smoke filled the sky. Locusts, which were given the ability to sting, come down from the smoke and invade the earth. They are instructed to only torture the people who were not marked with the seal of God by stinging them for five months. This makes me curious to know if these people are new Christians or if we, as current believers now, are still there on earth. You know, they will wish for death, but they won't be able to die. My first thought goes to suicide. 
Will suicide just not exist, or is this talking more metaphorical? Anyways, these locusts are described to have human faces with gold crowns on their heads, to have what looks like women's hair, and teeth that looks like lion's teeth, which is a weird image if you ask me. They will wear armor made of iron, and they have tails that sting like scorpions, which for those who don't know, that is very painful. I actually got stung in my bed once. That was horrible. But are these locusts just going to actually sting everyone, or are they smart enough to, like, torture people in unique ways? Like, you know, how kids need different types of punishment? So if anyone has any knowledge or can answer any of the questions or add more information, please let me know. Anyways, after the sixth trumpet was blown, John heard a voice coming from the four horns of the gold altar. It's said to release the four angels who were bound at the great Euphrates River. They were also instructed to kill one third of all the people on earth. And they wore armor that was red, dark blue, and yellow, which has to symbolize something. And the horses' heads looked like lions. They had fire, smoke, and burning sulfur coming from their mouths. And these three plagues killed one-third of the population. So my study Bible says that the ones who didn't die during these plagues had such hardened hearts that even the plagues couldn't drive them back to God. So verses 20 and 21 are both a reminder and a warning that sin is a slippery slope. It happens little by little. Temptation can turn into sin tomorrow, habit the next day, then separation from God forever. Next is Revelation 10. Then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, surrounded by a cloud with a rainbow over his head. His face shone like the sun, and his feet were like pillars of fire. And in his hands was a small scroll that had been opened. He stood with his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. And he gave a great shout like the roar of a lion. And when he shouted, the seven thunders answered. When the seven thunders spoke, I was about to write. But I heard a voice from heaven saying, Keep secret what the seven thunders said and do not write it down. Then the angel I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand towards heaven. He swore an oath in the name of the one who lives forever and ever, who created the heavens and everything in them, the earth and everything in it, and the sea and everything in it. He said, There will be no more delay. When the seventh angel blows his trumpet, God's mysterious plan will be fulfilled. It will happen just as he announced it to his servants, the prophets. Then the voice from the heaven spoke to me again. Go and take the open scroll from the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the small scroll. Yes, take it and eat it, he said. It will be sweet as honey in your mouth, but it will turn sour in your stomach. So I took the small scroll from the hand of the angel and I ate it. It was sweet in my mouth, but when I swallowed it, it turned sour in my stomach. Then I was told, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, languages, and kings. So chapter 10 starts with an angel coming down from heaven with a small scroll. He stood with his right foot in the sea and his left foot on the land. He shouted and the seven thunders answered. John heard a voice from heaven telling him not to write down what they said, so he didn't. I'm actually curious as to why he was told not to, because it's not like there's not enough mystery in this book. 
Then the angel swore an oath, and he said that when the seventh trumpet is blown, God's plan will be fulfilled. Then John was told to eat the scroll and that it would be sweet and then turn sour in his stomach. So this actually reminds me of sin, you know, something that's sweet and enjoyable at first, but then kind of as time goes on, it becomes less and less desirable. And lastly is Revelation 11. Then I was given a measuring stick, and I was told, Go and measure the temple of God and the altar and count the number of worshipers. But do not measure the outer courtyard, for it has been turned over to the nations. They will trample the holy city for forty-two months, and I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will be clothed in burlap and will prophesy during those twelve hundred and sixty days. These two prophets are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of all the earth. If anyone tries to harm them, fire flashes from their mouths and consumes their enemies. This is how anyone who tries to harm them must die. They have power to shut the sky so that no rain will fall for as long as they prophesy. And they have the power to turn the rivers and oceans into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they wish. When they complete their testimony, the beast that comes up from the bottomless pit will declare war against them, and he will conquer them and kill them. And their bodies will lie in the main street of Jerusalem, the city that is figuratively called Sodom and Egypt, the city where their Lord was crucified. And for three and a half days, all peoples, tribes, languages, and nations will stare at their bodies. No one will be allowed to bury them, and all the people who belong to this world will gloat over them and give presents to each other to celebrate the death of the two prophets who had tormented them. But after three and a half days, God breathed life into them, and they stood up. Terror struck all who were staring at them. Then a loud voice from heaven called to the two prophets, Come up here, and they rose to heaven in a cloud as their enemies watched. At the same time, there was a terrible earthquake that destroyed a tenth of the city. Seven thousand people died in that earthquake, and everyone else was terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second terror is past, but look, the third terror is coming quickly. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices shouting in heaven, The world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. The twenty-four elders sitting on their thrones before God fell with their faces to the ground and worshipped him, and they said, We give thanks to you, Lord God the Almighty, the one who is, who always was. For now you have assumed your great power and have begun to reign. The nations were filled with wrath, but now the time of your wrath has come. It is time to judge the dead and reward your servants, the prophets, as well as your holy people, for all who fear your name, from the least to the greatest. It is time to destroy all who have caused destruction on the earth. Then in heaven the temple of God was opened, and the ark of his covenant could be seen inside the temple. Lightning flashed, thunder crashed, and roared, and there was an earthquake and a terrible hailstorm. In the beginning of this chapter, John mentions in the instructions he was given that the holy city will be trampled for 42 months slash 1260 days. Although literally this is three and a half years, some people think it could mean 1260 years, but entertaining the literal meaning of three and a half years... Three and a half is the half of seven, which we know symbolizes completion. So, but whether or not this number should be taken literally, 
it does show that evil being in control will eventually come to an end. So these prophets that are talked about are obviously very powerful. They are able to destroy the enemies with fire. They have the power to stop the rain, to turn rivers and oceans into blood, and they can strike the earth with every kind of plague as much as they want. But once they finish, the beast will arise from the bottomless pit and destroy them. The beast is also known as the Antichrist, and he will have control over the world and cause a lot of destruction. But then after three and a half days, God brought them back to life and called them back up to heaven, which caused those who were celebrating their deaths to be very afraid. I mean, I would be too, so. Then another earthquake hit, killing one-tenth of Jerusalem, which was about 7,000, and then the rest are worshiping the Lord. Lastly, the seventh trumpet was blown, and a voice in heaven said that the world had become the kingdom of God. And then in heaven, the temple of God was open, and the Ark of His Covenant could be seen inside the temple. Lightning flashed, thunder crashed, and roared, and there was an earthquake and a terrible hailstorm. And that's the end of chapter 11. So that is it for this week, and it was definitely packed full. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Getting to Know God Podcast. That's where I will post updates like uploading a day late, upcoming series, and even possibly a giveaway. Hint, hint. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. The more we get, the more people that will find this community. And you could even share this podcast with a friend or family member. But thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time.